0: Welcome to another episode of the Sports Report Podcast brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network and Geek Fives Nation. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to continue with our over and under. This time, we're going to transition within the AFC North. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Jacob. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: <laughs> yeah, i am got of ready to transition into the uh, AFC North. I think there's a lot of big-time, jam-packed, Um, action going on in this division and I'm so so very excited to talk about it like we do every week we're going to recap the key additions the subtractions from the offseason and tell you who we think you should bet the over and under for each team and then we're going to give you the final record of each uh, uh, each team as well we break down the schedule by chunks and give you wins and losses throughout the season so today, like I said, we're going to talk about the AFC North. So we're going to transition into the Cincinnati Bengals, who had a massive offseason, obviously. For the first time since 2010, we're going to have somebody not named Andy Dalton as the uh, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to be the number one overall pick, my boy, Joe Um, Obviously, one of the biggest key additions to the offseason. You had T. Higgins, Yvonne Bell, DJ Reader, Trey Waynes, Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis Gaither. Key subtractions, obviously, like I talked about, Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert, Cordy Glenn, Andrew Billings, and John Miller. Last year's record was a atrocity of 2 and 14. Their strength of schedule this year, though, really does them favor. It's ranked this whole entire division has the easiest schedule in the entire NFL based on their strength of schedule alone. Okay, it's sitting at 477th, which is 27th in the NFL. They're over and under right now, and Vegas is five and a half. So, like Mr. Burrow is on board, but then, of course, the offensive firepower on this offense. You have T. Higgins adding to a returning A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, stud running back Joe Mixon. Bur- Burrow has the arsenal in his first season in Zach Taylor's offense. Last round, last year's first round pick, Jonathan Williams, who missed all of 2019, will be back to help secure that line to keep Burrow from being sacked too much. Obviously, the questions are going to be around the Cincinnati Bengals' defenses. Obviously, they're led, their front sevens led by Dunlap and at Atkins. The secondary is where they could have some issues. This is a division that is strong at the quarterback position, right? You do have Ben Roethlisberger, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Baker Mayfield. Whatever you want to feel about him or not, he still can throw the football. So for me, this is a formidable team with weapons all over the place. Their defense is going to have to get better. Okay, so Jacob, quick thoughts on the Bengals' offseason as a collective hole.
1: Um, I think picking up Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. When T. Higgins was one of my favorite wide receivers from last year. Great pickups. Um, it's like you said, their defense is still a question mark. But I think the biggest thing is you know, they got rid of spots they need to get rid of. Tyler Eifert, who's played three games in the past three years, is finally out. Andy Dalton's finally out. They finally moved on from Andy Dalton. Um, you know, I think they, I think, you know, we talk about teams who don't make those type of moves to make, to put themselves in a position to win uh, games, playoff Super Bowls. I think they made those type of um, those type of moves. Plus, you know, AJ green will finally come back. Cause he's got someone other than Andy Dalton throwing to him. Um, Tyler Boyd, is one of the top receivers in the uh in the division. You know, I think um I can't think of his name. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's still one of the top running backs in the division. John Ross, I think, could be one of the top slot receivers in the division if uh if you know he's got the right guy throwing to him the right uh signal caller, everything like that.
0: And obviously if he stays healthy, that would that'd be yeah. a big yeah. one. You know, yeah, if, that's you know, that's
1: That's my biggest thing with this team is just the health factor. Um, You know, keeping AJ Green healthy, keep John Ross healthy, keep everyone healthy. But um, I think their offense has enough firepower to stand with almost any offense in the league. But, you know, it's like you said, defense is where they start to fall off, and that's where I think they will lose some games.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, transition into this schedule, which, like I said, is one of the worst and one of the easiest. Uh, in all of football. So we're going to start off the season. We go chunk by chunk by chunk throughout the season. We're going to start off with the first four games of this season, which is Cincinnati taking on the Chargers. They go to Cleveland. They go to Philadelphia. And then they're back at home for Jacksonville. Um, what do you have them going in those first four games, Jacob?
1: Those first four games, um, I think it'll be a curve, a learning curve. And I've got them going one and in, one in three. I have them beating Jacksonville and losing to the Chargers, Cleveland, and Philly.
0: I have them opening the season with a big W. I just think that um, for me, like I am just excited and enthused. Just the week one, I think they go out there and steal a victory against the Chargers. I do have them losing in Cleveland and, of course, in Philadelphia. But then, of course, coming back around and beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I've got them two and two after four. Coming to the next four games. At, it gets it. These this one's pretty hard, right? You've got three strong teams, and then of course you have Cleveland mixed up in there too. You got them at Baltimore, at Indianapolis, at home for Cleveland, at home for Tennessee. What do you got right there for us, Jacob?
1: Um, so those next four, I've got them going one and three as well. I think they'll beat Cleveland at home, um, and then I think they'll lose to Tennessee, and then on the road at Baltimore and Indianapolis.
0: Okay, so for me here, I have them going two and two. Baltimore, Indianapolis being the losses, basically because they're on the road. Baltimore's defense is just insane, right? Indianapolis as well, I think on both sides of the football, Indianapolis might be one of the most complete teams in the AFC along with Baltimore. Cleveland, Tennessee, I got them beating them. I had Tennessee taking a step back. We talked about that on the uh, AFC South podcast. And then, of course, I have not beating Cleveland here, right? I have them splitting with Cleveland on the season. To me, I think it just you know makes complete sense. Give Cleveland the one at uh, – give Cleveland when they're at home and then give Cincinnati the W when they're at home. So I've got them going two and two. I've got them four and four, and they're heading into the bye. What do you got, Jacob?
1: I have them at two and eight heading
0: into the bye. All right. Transitioning into the second half Wait. of the season. No, two and six. Sorry. Okay. Heading out into the second half of the season, we've got at Pittsburgh. We've got at Washington. And then they play the Giants at home, and then they're at Miami. What do you got there right there, Jacob?
1: See, I think this back half is where their schedule really starts to pick up for them. Um, I have them in those next three. I actually have them going three and one. I have them beating Washington, beating the Giants, beating Miami, and then losing to Pittsburgh at Heinz Field.
0: I have them uh, – let's see here. I've got them – at Pittsburgh, I've got them losing. I've got them beating Washington, losing to the Giants, which I finally give the Giants a W. I think I think I've literally picked everybody but – uh, everybody else but the Giants in every game so far. So I figured I'd throw a Jets, Giants win in there somewhere whenever we talk about them on a later date. But then I have them beating Miami in Miami. I just don't know about Miami. I like Miami. I think they're one year away from potentially being a really good team. I also am not a two-a believer. But then, of course, going to Dallas, I at home for Dallas, I really think that they're going to just get – Dallas, to me, is one of the best teams in football. Uh, I'm sorry. And Miami was the last one. I transitioned to the last one mm-hmm. right yeah. my back. Yeah, so two and two there as well. Heading into the final stretch, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Baltimore. I'll kick us off. Like I said with Dallas, I think they're going to get destroyed. Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh is just going to sweep them this year. I, I, just, I don't really have the faith in order for them to really – I don't know. You know what I mean? Pittsburgh, if we get Ben, which I'll talk about later, if we get the old Ben, I think they're going to be a good football team this year. I got them beating Houston, who could potentially be one of the worst teams in football. And then, of course, we have Baltimore. I have them beating Baltimore. The only reason I have them beating Baltimore here is because – Later on in the show you understand why. But I have them going two and two down a stretch with a record of eight and eight. What do you got for him, Jacob?
1: So I have them going three and one in the last one, and I've actually got them going three and one again in this next one. I have them beating Dallas, beating Pittsburgh, beating Houston, and then losing to Baltimore the last game of the season. I have them at eight and eight as well. Um, I think Dallas, they come out and that's kind of Joe Burrow's like awakening game where he comes out, beats a good team. Uh, at home you know in front of his fans and then pittsburgh as well i've got a lot of questions with pittsburgh i'm not a huge Steeler believer um so i think they'll come out and like you said i don't i think they're i don't think they're gonna get swept um i think they'll split and then houston it's same thing one of the worst teams probably in the league next year
0: i have them finishing eight and eight what do you got him, jacob eight and eight yeah, for me personally, um, their over-under is 5.5. I'm, I'm generous with this 8-8 eight and eight based on their e- e- relatively ease of operation of their schedule. I think that I'm going to bet it a little bit, but I'm not going to go too hard on this one. Because, to be honest with you, I could easily see the Bengals being a 4-5 or five win team if, if Burrow struggles early. Their defense gives up way too many points. But I just like what they've done. The offseason's been nice. So, transitioning into the Cleveland Browns. Um, Cleveland Browns obviously struggled last year, went 6-10. and ten. Freddie Kitchens is out the door. We've got uh, key additions. They're, they have quietly one of the – I think one of the best offseasons nobody's really talking about, right? Jack Coughlin, Austin Hooper, Case Keenum, Adrian Claiborne, Andrew Billings, Kevin Johnson, Andrew Sadehu, Jerry, uh, Jedrick Willis uh, Jr., and Grant DePlate. I think they have a lot of big-time offensive moves. They've uh, added Wills in the uh, draft. Then they added Coughlin out of – they stole him from the Titans, snagged Austin Hooper from the Falcons. Offensive lines beefed up of Traxons, Drew Stanton, Christian Kirksey. Kirksey might potentially be one that hurts them a little bit. And then Joe Shepard and then, of course, Demarius Randall. All right, folks, last year's record, 6-10. and 10, Strength of schedule, 29th in the league again. Like I said, this division has a knack. They have a strength of schedule problem here. It's just not that strong. So um, a 461 win percentage. And then, of course, the over-under in Vegas, which was surprising to me, is 85 I thought it was rather high for them just based on – I understand they kind of struggled last year at 6-10, but 8.5 is really high for this team in my opinion. Um, offseason, strong offseason like I mentioned, okay? You got Nick Chubb. You got Odell Beckham Jr., which I don't really care what anybody says. is still one of the best receivers in football. You have Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt. This team is going to be potentially high-powered. My big concern, Baker Mayfield. Can he produce, right? If Baker Mayfield struggles early in the season, I could really see them move to Ke- Case Keenum, right? So he's going to have to the on, on the turnovers. He had turned over the ball 26 times last year, throwing interceptions in 13 of the 16 games. So, Jacob, quick thoughts on the offseason before we kind of dive into this schedule. Um,
1: I think you're 100,000% right. Um, picking up Jack Conklin, picking up Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper was a huge— Pick up for them. Uh, Jedrick Wells was, I think, one of the top two linemen in the draft. Um, with their team, it's like you said Baker Mayfield, the team rider dies on Baker Mayfield. I think their offense is high powered. Um, I think over the past month, there's been a complete flip in what's going on with their team with Nick Chubb getting a concussion, uh, going under concussion protocol. You know, that's going to be something that could. Potentially be throughout the season. They had five players opt out of the season. All of them were linemen, um, including Andrew Billings and including uh, Drew Forbes. So they, according to August six, won't be playing. Um, you've got so that means you're going to have at least probably two rookies starting on the offensive line. I. I think they can be a good team. I think they have a high-powered offense. I think they have a good defense. My concern is, are the things going to fall in the right spot for them, or are things going to keep falling out of line for them to where they end up having another kind of mediocre to bad season? Um, with that, you know, I I don't know uh, for certain. I the Vegas over/under is eight point five. I think that's probably right about where I've got them. But I think this could end up being a very bad year if the things don't start clicking on the right um, on the right fronts.
0: Yeah, they could be very well looking for a quarterback next offseason. Is mm-hmm. there's no question about it? This is a make or break season for Baker Mayfield. Let's transition into the schedule. On the road, they start off to kick the season off against Baltimore. Then they're at home for Cincinnati, at home for Washington, and then on the road for Dallas. It's it's like a two for two special there, right? You know what I mean? Two hard games, two questionable games. Washington, I think, is one of the worst teams in football. But that's aside the point. What do you got them starting the season? Um, I
1: agree. Washington's one of the worst teams, not just because of what they have on the field, what they've got in their issues off the field, um, you know, and all the news about Ron Rivera. But that's for a different uh, for a different podcast. I have them starting two and two. I think that they will beat Cincinnati and beat Washington and then lose to Baltimore and Dallas.
0: I actually have a shocker right out the gate. I have Cleveland beating Baltimore in Baltimore week one. I think that it's. I think it, it's just one of those things. I, I think week one is going to be a questionable week. I just feel like Cleveland's going to go out there and shock the world week one. But let's you know, I'm not going to let let's calm down expectations a little bit. I just think it's going to happen, right? But I got them starting off three and one. I've got them beating Baltimore, Cincinnati, Washington, and then losing on the road to Dallas. And then transitioning to the next part of their schedule. To, again, back to back hard ones. Indianapolis. At Pittsburgh, you know, those tough uh, interdivisional games are hard all the time, especially in the AFC North. They beat each other up year in, year out. But Indianapolis at Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, and then they play at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you got going there?
1: Um, I've got them going one and three. Uh, I think they'll beat Las Vegas, and then I think they will end up losing to Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I have them going as well. I have them four and four at the bye. Um, what do you got them at the bye right there, mid mid part of the season?
1: At the bye, I've got them three and five. Uh, three and five.
0: five. Right? Three and five. Yeah. yeah. So transitioning into the second half of the season, this is where it gets a little bit easy, in my opinion. There's some hard games down the stretch, don't get me wrong. But they are at home for Houston. Again, we talked about earlier or on the other episode where you think Houston could potentially be one of the worst teams in football this year. Or just not worst teams, but just not as competitive as they're used to being. So we got at home for Houston, at home for Philly, on the road for Jacksonville and Tennessee. What do you got going there, Jacob?
1: So in those next four, um, it's like you said, with the back half after the bye – Uh, same as Cincinnati, as I just talked about. I think the same thing will happen to them. I've got them actually going 2-2 and in these, uh, beating Jacksonville, beating Houston, losing to Philadelphia, and losing at Tennessee. Um, But I agree, this back half of the schedule is much easier than the first half is.
0: I got them going 3-1 and here, beating Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and then, of course, losing to Philadelphia, which I think Philadelphia is one of the best teams in football. All right, transitioning to the last half of the season, Baltimore, Jets, Giants. Jets, Giants, Giants, Jets, Pittsburgh. Yep. Is the last four of the season. Um, for me, I got them going three and one here. Um, I think I got them beating Pittsburgh last game of the season. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Pittsburgh and their uh, and their record in a little bit. But I have the Cleveland Browns finishing ten and six. What do you have them finishing the season at right there?
1: So just as the Cincinnati, you know I just talked about, just as them finishing 6 and 2 after the bye, I think Cleveland's going to finish 6 and 2 after the bye. I think they're going to sweep, go 4 and 0 oh in these last 4. Uh, beat Baltimore, beat the Giants, beat the Jets, beat Pittsburgh. I have them finishing 9 and 7. I don't know if that's enough to push them into the playoffs, but it's it's a much better season than what they had last year.
0: Absolutely. I have them finishing 10 and 6. I haven't ranked out my uh, playoffs yet. But right now, I have them kind of piggybacked um, uh, piggybacked right into that wild card slot. Obviously, we have that extra wildcard slot this year as well. So, mm-hmm. the two things that are important this season. The one seed's important, that number one seed, because that's really basically the only buy, if I remember correctly. And then, of course, we have the extra playoff spot. So, 10-6 right now, tentatively in the playoffs. I haven't looked at the entire scope of things. I actually have an idea of what I want, but I'm not going to reveal that until our playoff episode, right? I don't want to give too much Way too fast, all right, folks. Now we're going to transition obviously into the big dogs of the division. Right, we're going to move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers have had a rather interesting offseason, I guess the word would be, in my opinion. Um, for me, they added some nice pieces, but obviously, the big question mark is going to be the return of Big Ben. Key additions this offseason Eric Ebron, Chris Warmley, Stephen Wisniewski, uh, Chase claypool Alex Highsmith, and Anthony McFarlane Jr. The subtraction's Nick Vignette, Jason Hargrove, Anthony Ciccolo, and Mark Barron. The thing for me is this, okay? Big Ben being returned, are we going to get the old Big Ben? Are we going to get the mediocre Big Ben? Are we just going to get out of Big Ben? He looks in fantastic shape, right? Coming back from this injury, it's it's an arm injury. They said that he's altered his throwing delivery. Is it going to hurt him in the future? Flip side of that, last year's record eight and eight, strength of schedule thirty first in the NFL. The only team with an easier schedule than this Pittsburgh Steelers is the Baltimore Ravens. Like I said, the bottom half of this, uh, the AFC North, literally have four of the easiest schedules out of the you know top bottom five teams in football. So over under for them is nine, which was interesting to see that the Browns was eight and a half, but the Steelers is nine. The Vegas is cautiously optimistic, I think, on Big Ben's return. So I, I don't know if they have that same vibe. You know what I mean? We need to see more of Big Ben before this line fluctuates up or down. So the biggest steals of last year was Mike uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. They stole him from Miami, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. questioning, including myself, was it worth a first rounder? And he proved it was well worth a first round. Him and, of course, you put him alongside Watt. The secondary has a bit of question marks. But their defense is one of the best in football. So, over under nine. What do you think of their offseason moves, Jacob? Before we dive into this schedule,
1: um, I it's like you said, the Steelers live and breathe on what uh, Big Ben does, and they don't really like to go for quarterbacks to try to uh, to try to be there for when he's not there. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph was whatever. Josh Dobbs is whatever they ended up getting rid of him. So, I mean, it's like you said, live and breathe off Big Ben. I don't think they've done enough to really push themselves into that sort of uh, push themselves into that sort of playoff contention um, or Super Bowl contention. You know, they might get close to the playoffs, but I personally, I'm just not a Steelers believer. I'm not a. I'm just not a big, big Pittsburgh guy. Um, in their team. And it's going to show when I end up going through their record. I found uh actually doing research for the podcast. I found this website that does sports injury predictors. And it says that big Ben has a 65% chance of injuring something come this next season. And if he gets injured for even a game, they will, they will lose that game. I don't think they have a team that can win without big Ben.
0: It's going to be interesting to see. That's for sure. All right. So to start the season, we have them at the Giants, home for Denver, home for Houston, at Tennessee. What do you got going?
1: Uh, first four games, I've got them going three and one. I've got them beating the Giants, beating Denver, losing to Houston, and then beating Tennessee.
0: I got them kicking out the doors, going four and zero straight four zero right out the gate. Giants, it's the easiest schedule you can start the season off with. Giants, Denver. Uh, I don't believe in Denver. I don't believe in Houston. And I do not believe in Tennessee. So to start the season off with those four teams, I don't think there is another team in the NFL that has an easier schedule to start off. I haven't really dissected the entire thing, but that's a really solid start. Only one, well, Houston was a playoff team as well, but we know they've taken a step back without <laughs> Hopkins there. But for another start the season, I like the transition. We've got three, then we got to buy, and then we got another team. So we got at home for Philly. You know, we got the Pennsylvania battle there. We got at home for Cleveland. They're on the road for Baltimore. We got the bye week smashed in between there. And then they play Dallas. This is the hard stretch for them. This is the hardest stretch of the entire season. What they do here, I believe, could really set whether or not they're going to compete with Baltimore for the division title or not. What do you have them going right there?
1: Uh, I agree completely with what you just said. And I actually have them going one and three beating Cleveland. And that's it. I have them losing to Philadelphia. I I'm with you. I'm a Philadelphia guy. Um, I think they're going to be a very good football team this year. And Baltimore and Dallas are just proven to be just good. And I think they're just better than the Steelers. And I think they will beat the Steelers.
0: Yeah, I got them going one and three right there as well. I've got them five and three at the buy, and if I remember correctly, you have them. Four, or four, I mean, at the halfway mark, you've got them four and four. So I got them five yes. and three. You got them four and four. Transitioning into the last part of the schedule, uh, you know, second half of the schedule. Again, this is where it kind of gets easy, right? We've got a lot of, well, I got a lot of meat to the bone in this schedule for the rest of the year. Obviously, we have Cincinnati. We've got at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, probably one of the worst teams in football. Baltimore, obviously at home, and then we've got Washington. So again, three of the four worst teams in the NFL last year are on this schedule right now. Obviously we have this, we have the Baltimore game sandwiched in there for me. I've got them going three and one here. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Washington. Baltimore never sweeps Pittsburgh. Never. I, I can't tell you the last time. It might have happened last year. I, I could just be talking out of my head right now. But if I remember correctly, they're always split with the seed. Always hard-fought battles. But this is the year I think Baltimore sweeps. Uh, we're going to talk about Baltimore in a minute. And, and, and when we do, you'll you'll understand why I'm saying what I'm saying right now. But three and one right there. What do you got him, Jacob?
1: Uh, in those next four, I've got them going two and two. I think they'll beat Washington and Jacksonville. I think Cincinnati will get the win. And I think Baltimore will get the win as well.
0: So just in the last four games of the season, at Buffalo could be a very hard game, right? Buffalo could be a playoff team this year. We got at Cincinnati, Indianapolis at home, and then they're on the road for Cleveland. What do you got them finishing the season with their record? What do you got?
1: With their record, I have them finishing. So those last four, I've got them finishing one and three. I think they'll beat Cincinnati uh, in Cincinnati. I think um, Buffalo might be one of the best teams in the AFC this uh, upcoming year, and then I don't see them beating Indianapolis or Cleveland at Cleveland. I actually have them finishing seven and nine. Yeah, I like I said, I just I don't have enough faith that a thirty-eight year old Ben Roethlisberger who had to alter his throwing motion that he's had for probably thirty four years of his life. Um, I don't see him having every single game where he's hundred percent and if there's a game where he's fifty percent or below, I don't think they're I don't think they have enough to where they eventually win that game. Um, and I just I don't have much faith in them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally 100% get what you're saying there. All right, for me down the stretch, I've got them going two and two down the stretch, losing to Buffalo, beating Cincinnati, beating Indianapolis. Now, this is the game that's going to be in question. I think this is going to be a positioning game, right? I talked earlier about how Cleveland wins that week 17 game, right? To me, you have Pittsburgh going into this game at 10 and five, you have Cleveland going into this game at nine and six. Win here by Pittsburgh moves into 11 and 5. Win here by Cleveland gets them to 10 and 6. This is where I think Cleveland wins the game. This is where Cleveland takes that step ahead of Pittsburgh. I still think I might have Pittsburgh in the playoffs, but I think Cleveland takes that, I think, in my opinion, that first wild card slot, maybe the second, but I think it's going to be the first one, and really kind of sets himself apart from Pittsburgh by beating them in this head-to-head matchup. I've got Pittsburgh going 10-6. and The over and under is 9. I have no faith in betting this over or under at all. For me, if Ben returns and he's decent, they're gonna win eight nine games, right? I, I think they can, right? If we have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger for sixteen games, they're gonna win eight or nine games. I just don't feel comfortable enough betting the over either because I don't think that they're more than a ten or eleven win team. They're just not. They're, it, they could win ten games, but I'm still not confident in that ten game. There's a couple games in the schedule. It's the schedule, right? The schedule is easy, and that's what's gonna transition into Baltimore, which I really feel like Baltimore talking about Baltimore this off season again. I, good teams always figure out ways to make great moves, right? They're key additions offseason. Kalias Campbell, DJ Fluker, Matt Juden, Derek Wolf, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Devin DuVernay. Folks, let me explain something to you guys. This team stole Kalias Campbell from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Period. Period. Kalias Campbell is, one of, is a fantastic—he's not what he once was, no— but good teams get better by, by maneuvering and getting better. Again, they let the best running back in this draft fall to the 55th pick, and they got him. Did they already have Mike Ingram? Yes. But you pair J.K. Dobbins with Lamar Jackson, unbelievable, right? Key subtractions this offseason, Seth Roberts, Hayden Hurst, Marshawn Yoda, Chris Warmley, Brandon Carr, Michael Pierce, and, of course, just found out Earl Thomas, is going to be either cut or traded for punching his teammate in the face. Earl Thomas has been known as a questionable character on the field. He's you know he's out there. I don't, um, and I don't condone what he did obviously at all. But you know Earl Thomas looks like he's on the way out the door. It's a loss, but in my opinion, again, this team has depth all over the place. They know how to draft. They know how to pick up players. Last year's record thirteen and three. Strength of schedule, as I mentioned earlier in the show, thirty second, worst in football, worst in football. You're coming off one of the best seasons in your French seasons, not playoffs. You know, you know. I'm talking about regular seasons. Obviously, we saw what we did in the playoffs, and we'll talk about that in a minute. 13 and three last year. You go into this season where you're trying to bounce back. You want to get to the Super Bowl. You want to get that one seed now because you get the buy. You don't get the buy at the two seed now, right? So we've got the Ravens making moves, making great moves. Obviously, what we need to see is Lamar step it up, right? We need to see him. We need to see him a little bit more with that arm. We need to see playmaking ability. We need to see this wide receiving crew step up this offseason, through the season, and really help Lamar out. Lamar Lamar Jackson can't win the Super Bowl on his own. He needs some help with his receiver. You look at Patrick Mahomes and what he does out there. He's got some weapons, right? He's got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Those two guys alone are better than the whole entire weapon arsenal of the entire Baltimore Ravens team, right? So he needs somebody like the Marquise Browns of the world. He needs, you know, Mark Ingram can't do it all. J.K. can it. these receivers need to step it up, right? Mark Andrews, we need 16 games out of you, man. If you get 16 games out of Mark Andrews, this team's going to be a different team, okay? We saw what the Titans did. They shut them down with ease in the playoffs, right? It wasn't a pretty sight. But for me, I like the Baltimore Ravens this year. Why? (laughs) Look at the schedule. You know what I mean? Playoffs, we'll talk about playoffs later on. We're not talking about playoffs. We're looking about the regular season right now. Jacob, what are your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens?
1: Um, I'm with you. Uh, I think the biggest thing for the Ravens is what you said. Their strike the schedule is the 32nd in the entire league. So it's you're great. taking a team, a team that was one of the top two teams and wins last year, a team that, like you said, good teams get better. You know, they picked up J.K. Dobbins. Um, they got Calais Campbell for basically nothing. I think good teams make themselves better. Added with with their schedule, I think they're poised to have an incredible year. Um, maybe, maybe better, or about this, probably about the same as last year. But um, you know, their wide receivers are in question. Uh, but I agree. I think they're gonna They're poised for just an incredible year.
0: All right, let's shut this into this schedule now. Right, let's kick off the season right off the bat. Okay, Baltimore at Houston, Kansas City. Washington, All right? What do you got them going, Jacob?
1: Uh, I've got them starting four zero. I've got them beating Cleveland, uh, beating Houston, beating Kansas City, and beating Washington. The Kansas City game would be fun. Um, I think that they steal it. Being at home, uh, being at home, is a big plus for them, and I think they steal that one from Kansas City.
0: I've got them going two and two here. I announced it earlier in the show that I think Cleveland's going to come out and tear their mouth out. Right, we're going to have questions to start of the season. Oh my God, Lamar Jackson setback, back. Right, they go to Houston, they destroy Houston by probably about 150. Right, then they come home, and I think they lose to Kansas City. I think they lose to Kansas City here, and then of course they play Washington, which another game. They might, they might have some bell fights with Kansas City and Cleveland, but they're going to go on the road and they're going to beat Houston by 100. They're going to go on the road and beat Washington by 150. Right, this just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we're gonna transition into the second half of the schedule here, or second half, early part of the schedule here. We got Cincinnati at home, at Philadelphia, at home for Pittsburgh, and then on the road for Indianapolis. We get the bye week smash in there. What do you got them going, Jacob?
1: And those next four, I got to go four and zero again. I've got them beating Cincy, beating Philly, beating Pittsburgh, beating Indianapolis. Um, I think they're gonna start off eight zero, have a very good start to the season.
0: For me here, I got them uh, beating Cincinnati, losing to Philadelphia. Only reason I have them losing to Philadelphia, it's in Philadelphia. I like the dogfight there. Pittsburgh at home, beating Pittsburgh. On the road against Indianapolis, they're going to beat Indianapolis. Okay? Start the season off. I have them going 5-3, and three, right? Woo! Mm-hmm. Baltimore, 5-3. and three. There are going to be so many questions. Oh, my God, is Baltimore done? Lamar Jackson, he's awful. All right, let's transition to the second half of the schedule, right? At New England, home for Tennessee, on the road for Pittsburgh, and then Dallas. If you look at the schedule right now, this game— against Dallas is literally the only game left on their schedule that's hard. It is. To me, it's the only game that's left on the schedule that's hard. But at New England, Tennessee, at Pittsburgh, Dallas, what do you got, Jacob?
1: And those next four, I actually have them going two and two. Uh, I think New England's going to be their first loss. I think uh, Belichick's just going to find a way to shut him down. Um, Tennessee will be a win. Pittsburgh, I have them a loss as well. And I think Dallas will be an absolute dogfight, but I think they'll pull it out.
0: I've got them going 4-0. 4-0 here. I, I like Dallas a lot, but I like this game at home. Dallas is not at home, so I like Baltimore. This is this is what I'm liking right now. I like New England. Um, I like them to go into New England just tear New England's mouth out. They're going to destroy Tennessee. Pittsburgh, I've got them sleeping Pittsburgh this year. I've already said it when I was talking about Pittsburgh earlier. Dallas, I've got them beating Dallas. I like that game. Whew. I'm excited about that. one's going to be a dogfight, right? Mm-hmm. It's Baltimore Dallas, week 13. That's going to uh-huh. be probably one of the best games in football that this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to it cuz you're going to have a you're just going to have a fun battle. Prescott versus Jackson. You know what I mean? That's just going to mm-hmm. be a it's going to be a battle. All right. So for me, last four games of the season at Cleveland, Jacksonville, Giants, Cincinnati. Are you kidding me right now? Jacksonville, Giants and Cincinnati, three of the worst teams in football last year. They end the season with three of the worst football teams. Oh, my goodness. What do you got them going, Jacob?
1: Uh, I think Cleveland's going to be in do-or-die mode, and everything's going to be playoffs for them from this point on. I think Cleveland takes the win uh, in Cleveland. But then, I mean, those next three games, you just chalk them up. Jacksonville, Giants, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's the only one who's going to give any uh, pushback. But they're going to have two bye weeks before they play Cincinnati, so it's not even going to matter. So um, I've got them going three and one in the last four, and I've got them finishing thirteen and three.
0: All right. So for me, this is what's going to come down to. Okay, beating Cleveland, beating Jacksonville, beating the Giants. Okay, twelve and three heading into the last week of the season. Okay, let's just think about this. I haven't looked at Kansas City's schedule yet, right? I think Kansas City is the only team that can that has the chance to compete with them. For the one seed, they really are. It's it just flat out my opinion, they are. So they're twelve and three heading into the last game of the season. Let's just say, hypothetically looking at their schedule, let's say Kansas City ends up about eleven and you know eleven and four right there. If Kansas City wins, it doesn't really matter. Baltimore beat them, okay? Baltimore or Kansas City? Kansas City beat it. They're gonna need this win, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not gonna happen, guys. Baltimore's gonna already have the whole entire first seed locked up here. All right, 12 and 4. I don't see a team going 13 and 3, 14 and 2 this year. I just don't see it with COVID in in the factor. There's going to be, this is going to be some of the closest games that we're going to see, some of the the closest division races we're going to see. But in my opinion, I think that they're going to sit the entire, the whole roster is going to be sitting out. They might just forfeit the game. You know what I mean? It it is what it is. It's Cincinnati, week 12. They're in the road. They don't need to win this game. I think Cincinnati wins this just because they finished 12 and 4. I. The, the thing about this is I got them twelve and four easily. I could see them going thirteen and three. I could see them going fourteen and two. Hell, I could see them going fifteen and one, right? This team is that good, right? They have, if you look at their schedule on the outside looking in, they've got a couple hard ones, right? Kansas City, at Philly, and Dallas. That to me is their schedule. The rest of these teams, I could see them sweeping Cleveland. I could see them sweeping uh, Pittsburgh. I could see them sweep sweeping Cincinnati. you know? When you look at their schedule, they have three hard games. If they win those three games, this team might go 16 and no. You never know. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, but it's possible. I like Baltimore. I like them to win this division. I think they're going to win this division pre- pre- relatively, possibly easily. Uh, I do think that you know they could have some competition early in the season, like I said. But overall, I do like Baltimore to win this division and probably get the one seed. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but I do believe that I'm going to have Baltimore as my one seed and have him field throughout the entire playoffs. All right. Do us a favor. Head on over to Twitter. Give Jacob a follow at Tberry57. Give myself a follow at Ricky Blair underscore. Make sure to head on over to the musiccitydrivein.com to check out all the latest music, uh, music, movie reviews. And there's music up on there, too, as well. Um, you know, and then, of course, check out Geek Vibe Nation. You know, our joint sponsor of the Sports Report podcast. Check out all of their stuff and their content. They're pumping out content on a regular basis, including myself. Check out some of Jacob's new stuff. SEC predictions. Um, A lot of people told him to stick to football or stick to movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, stick to football, right? Yeah, exactly. One of those two things, right? But do us a favor. Give the show Fallout follow at music, uh, MCDI Pod on Twitter and check out all the shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.